Welcome to the Lockdown U Podcast, a podcast for all football lovers. Here's your host, Mike Blackstone. To all the guys who didn't get drafted, stay encouraged. There's different leagues out here for everybody. Different leagues where you can go hone your skills, get reevaluated, and still chase that ultimate goal of playing in the league. Keep your head up, guys. Don't give up. Reevaluate things with your agent. And just, hey, humble yourself and go play ball. That's the real goal. If you love the game, play ball. There's plenty of leagues that'll love to have you, that'll value your talent. And it's an opportunity for you to utilize your talent and to be seen. It's a platform to be seen so that you can be reevaluated at a later time. So if you want to keep chasing your shot, you got to go down those avenues. But don't give Welcome to the Lockdown U Podcast. This is episode two. Today we'll recap all 32 picks from the first round of the NFL Draft. The University of Georgia had 15 players selected in the draft, which is a record for most players drafted from one university. That is crazy. That's insane to have that much talent in one university. It speaks to volumes of of what Coach Kirby Smart and his staff is doing in, in Athens, Georgia. It's just remarkable. 15 players drafted from one university. It's crazy. So with that being said, Jacksonville Jaguars select Trayvon Walker. It's a defensive end. Uh, last year was his first year as a full-time starter. Um, I felt like he played his best two games to me on film, showed up against Michigan and Alabama, which were postseason games. Really uh, really showed what he could do um, and the kind of versatility that he has. Um, and then also goes to, he goes to the combine at, at 6'5", 272 pounds. He runs a 4'5", which was faster than, than a lot of receivers there. Um, jumps 35 in the vertical. I mean, just explosive. So the Jaguars, they, they rolled the dice. They, they, they felt like they had their guy there. They took Trayvon Walker, defensive end. He's going to team up with Josh Allen, Malcolm Brown, in the middle is the anchor. Um, should be a pretty good D-line in Jacksonville uh, for years to come. With number two pick, the Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchinson, which on my mock draft board, I had him as the number one player in the draft. Uh, to me, he's just imposing, wins pretty much all of his matchups, whoops the man in front of him, across from him. Um, in the Big Ten, which is another you know pro-ready uh, type of conference, a lot of, lot of good tackles there. And um, it just wasn't close to me. He just won all his matchups. Uh, I think he's going to be a multi-year pro bowler uh, in Detroit. This is a player that, you know, this is a guy who can change a culture, help change a culture uh, for your club. Uh, He's that type of player for me. So that's Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan, defensive end at number two. Number three, Derek Stingley. Um, So we all know about the injuries with Derek Stingley. could be high risk, low reward, or vice versa. It just depends on the person. Um, to me, he is generational talent. Um, and he's also the highest defensive back picked by the Texans. I think Lovey Smith has this guy. Um, it's true number one corner. Um, if everything pans out, I think uh, he'll also be a multiple-year pro bowler uh, as well. Um, like I said, to me, he's just you know not a lot to be said. It, he's generational talent. The kid could do it all. So uh, that's Derek Stingley Jr., LSU, at number three to the Texans. 
Number four is Ahmad Garner, Sauce Garner, who many had rated as the number one corner. He slips right to the, the next pick to the New York Jets at number four. He's a confident kid. Uh, my concern is how, how well will he fare in man-to-man -man coverage against elite receivers against other teams number one, which we didn't see a whole lot of. Um, there were times where you did see it and it was just okay. He was good, serviceable. Um, but with, the, with those kind of measurables and uh, the traits that he possessed, uh, confidence, the kid is highly confident. I think he has the skills to excel in year one and years to come for the New York Jets. So that's Ahmad Garner from Cincinnati. At number five is Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, to me, he's the best pure pass rusher in the draft. Uh, he's a two-way edge rusher out of Oregon, uh, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Um, if he stays focused and he's coachable, depends on how focused he is on football. This kid, you know, he, he'll be a great player. He'll be a really solid player for the New York Giants. I don't see him as a high double-digit uh, sack guy in the teams, maybe 10 or 11, um, but he'll be disruptive and they can use him a lot of, he has a lot of uh, scheme and position versatility um, along with his traits. So that's Kayvon Thibodeau. It's a really good pickup uh, for the Giants with their first pick at number five. Carolina at number six takes the NC State tackle, Ike Mekwanu. Um To me, he's a true mauler, a road grader. Um, I think he flourishes in zone blocking type of schemes. Uh, he's he's going to be great. Um, he's going to be great for in Ben McAdoo's offense uh, in Carolina. Um, so that's a, that's an excellent pickup. Um, he actually was to me was the uh, was the number number two tackle for me. Um, and speaking of that. The next pick with the New York Giants at seven, they select Evan Neal, who I had rated as the number one to overall tackle um, in the draft. Um, to me, he's pure plug-and-play guy at right tackle for the Giants with great technique, strong hands, mirror ability, plays with good pad level, and actually has a lot of agility for a man that's six seven. Um, good knee bend, ankle flexion, um, a lot of pop in his punch. You can't go wrong. Evan Neal, to me, was the number one uh, tackle that I had on my uh, mock draft. And he goes to the Giants to help solidify that line and give Daniel Jones some added protection. Um, so that's an excellent pickup for the New York Giants at number seven. At number eight, we have Drake London, USC, the wide receiver that's 6'4". Um, to me, in recent years, the, those bigger type of receivers... Um, a lot of them hasn't really the, the style of play in college didn't translate to the pro game as far from the product productivity standpoint but i think it's a good pick to me my only issue with the drake london is uh is the vertical the vertical speed he just doesn't have the foot speed he doesn't have the vertical speed to climb on guys and in my opinion i'm not sure how that's going to translate uh didn't see a lot of it um in the pac-12 at usc but I think it's a good pick. It helps it helps uh, Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter, whoever's going to be pulling the trigger in Atlanta. It's another another big receiving threat to go along with the, with the tight end Kyle Pitts. Uh, so it's a good pick. He catches everything, plucks the ball out of the sky, catches away from his body, can separate. Uh, good run after the catch, physical. Uh, has like a seems like an unlimited uh, catch radius. So it's a good pick. It's just for me, it was just the vertical the vertical speed. Um, I wasn't sure of, but it's a good pick. Drake London, USC at eight to the Falcons. At number nine, the best pass blocking tackle in the draft, which is Charles Cross, in my opinion, uh, from Mississippi State. Um, he's going to compete early there for, for Ross to start for Pete Carroll. Um, 
in that revamped uh, Seattle Seahawks uh, offense. Charles Cross was just just did it for me. Um, the talent that he played against in the SEC, um, he was almost dominant. Um, every Saturday that you, you cut on you cut on the tape, and you just see him. Uh, you know, he's just winning matchups uh, on the edge. He's a great. Great uh, pass protector. Um, I think he should com compete for a starting position at either one of those tackle spots with Pete Carroll. So that's Charles Cross of Mississippi State at number nine to the Seahawks. At 10, the Jets have another pick in the first round, and they go with Garrett Wilson. So many has had him rated as the number one receiver. I did not. I had Chris Olave as my guy. Uh, we'll get into that later. Um, Garrett Wilson goes at 10. He's a polished route runner. Biggest attribute is run after the catch. To me, he has to prove that he can get open on all three levels, which I didn't see a lot of at Ohio State, but he has big home run ability, good deep threat, um, stretch the field vertically, sure-handed, uh, makes the acrobatic catches. Um, so it's, it's a really good pick. It should bolster that um, passing attack. Um, it's another outside weapon for Zach Wilson in year two with the Jets. Team him up with Corey Davis. Elijah Moore, Braxton Berrios. Uh, so that's a big uh, upgrade to that receiving core with the Jets. That's Garrett Wilson, Ohio State, at 10 to the Jets. Number 11 is Chris Olave. Pick 11, New Orleans Saints. To me, uh, he was my number one guy, as I just stated. Um, a vertical threat. He's the all-time leading receiver in touchdowns at Ohio State University. And you got to look at the great ones who's played there. Your Joey Galloway's and Michael Thomas. Uh, McLaurin, Terry Glenn, I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, great receivers, uh, David Boston, great receivers. He's the all-time leading receiving uh, touchdown uh, leader for the Buckeyes. Uh, he just does it for me. Uh, very smooth. His whole game is just smooth. Everything smooth seems like seamless. Every route is seamless. All his routes look the same. Um, so I think it's a huge pickup for uh, Jameis Winston. And he should be, um, that's going to be a mismatch if Michael Thomas comes back to anywhere close to the form that he was in 2020. Um, that's going to be a, a very a very good passing attack uh, for Jameis Winston uh, and the Saints. So that's Chris Olave at 11. Number 12, Detroit takes another pick and they move up for this pick. They move up to 12 to get Jameson Williams, who most people had him number one as well. It was between him and Garrett Wilson. They were the number one receiver in this year's draft. The speedy receiver out of Alabama can do it all. Can hit that high velocity, his speed, and, and instantly. I mean, he can reach top speed instantly. Very twitchy. Uh, can stretch the field. Can run every route in the tree. Um, so, and he also was actually a part of that receiving core, actually, at Ohio State. Um, transferred over to Alabama. Had a, had a great year. Um, so Detroit moves up to uh, 12 to get their guy, Jameson Williams, out of Alabama. to be another deep threat uh, for Jared Goff in Detroit. Excellent pickup. Um, Detroit gets their guy at 12. With pick number 13 uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles is Jordan Davis. Uh, Jordan Davis is just uh, went to the combine and just, just dominated the combine, that defensive tackle. Uh, for a guy that big and flexible and athletic um he's coming into philadelphia and jonathan gannon's defense that runs multiple fronts same same kind of schemes um 
that he that he that he'll be accustomed to that he that he played in with Alabama with Kirby Smart. Uh, so it wouldn't be that much of a learning curve there because they use multiple fronts there as well. Um, he could play anywhere from the zero to the four tech. Um, he's also going to be, to me, he's going to become an even better player um, being paired with Fletcher Cox, at least for this season. Fletcher Cox's contract is up after this year. So he'll get to be uh, coached up and groomed and, you know, kind of brought along with, with the All-Pro and Fletcher Cox. I think it's a great pick for the Eagles, uh, solidify the uh, interior defensive line. That's Jordan Davis at 13. The Ravens select Kyle Hamilton, which is a huge, huge steal at 14, which many people, right before the combine, before the 4-5-9 thing, and kind of, you know, presented a red flag to some people. Um, a lot of people said, well, hey, Ed Reed ran a 4-5-9 too. It's probably the best safety, best middle field safety uh, ever to play the game. Um, many people could argue that. So, you know, he kind of dropped, and uh, some people draft dropped all the way down. Some people even had him going to Detroit at two at one point. So a lot of talk of, of that um, in the months before the draft. Um, this is an excellent pick. Kyle Hampton's gonna he's going to come in right away, team up with Marcus Williams, who got that big payday coming over from the Saints. Um, this is this is going to be it's going to be scary. That's going to be a scary secondary in Baltimore. Um, Marcus Peters. You got Marcus Peters at one corner. You're going to have Marcus Williams one has Kyle Hamilton may roll down in the box, and whomever they have at the other corner. It's going to be a really good secondary. They're always going to be uh, competing for that AFC North title. Excellent pick, Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. Excellent pick with the traits that this kid has. He can you know. This kid could flourish early, have a, have a wonderful career in Baltimore. That's an excellent pick and a steal. One of the steals of the draft besides N'Kobe Dean um, going to the Eagles. Pick 15 um, from Houston. The Houston Texans have uh, Kenyon Green. But this was kind of, uh, to me, I thought the first interior lineman, O-lineman uh, or guard would be Zion Johnson. He was number one. Flat out number one for me. Houston Texans takes Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M. So uh, what I do see from the film I grade the kid is scheme versatile. He will knock you off the ball, um, and he could play. He could play right tackle. He could play right tackle or guard. So that's what they get with him with that high pick. They get to kind of have that flexibility. Uh, he'll be starting at one of those positions for the Texans, as they they have a lot of uh, glaring holes at at both positions. So wherever they see fit, he, he should start and be uh, serviceable, um, either at right tackle or guard. So that's Kenyon Green from uh, Texas A&M. With the 16th pick, Washington selects Jahan Dotson from Penn State. To me, I had him as the, the most sure-handed receiver. He had the best hands in out of all draft-eligible receivers, uh, in my opinion. Uh, that's what I thought about him. That's what he displayed on film. But he does get pushed around in, in press coverage. Um, with that size diversity, pretty thin uh, frame, linear frame guy. Um, but they traded, they traded away they picked, they traded down um, to get to get their guy, um, Jahan Dotson. So to me, like I said, he has the best hands in the draft. Uh, he's going to pair with Terry McLaurin, so we'll see how it goes. But it's not a bad pick, but it was kind of surprising. I thought they would have went with you know maybe a Chris Olave with the original pick that they had at eleven. So. That's Jahan Dotson to the Washington Commanders at 16. Pick number 17, which was my number one 
guard in the draft from Boston College, Zion Johnson. He has excellent pop at the point of attack. And he should come in and contribute right away from day one at guard to help that uh, help that offensive line um, with Justin Herbert um, with the Chargers. This kid's going to be excellent for years to come. Um, just so athletic, imposing, um, very powerful at the point of attack. This was a really good pick, and they addressed a need from their interior of their line um, with the L.A. Chargers at 17. So pick 18. From Tennessee, they take the Arkansas do-it-all threat, wide receiver threat, Traylon Burks. Um, so actually, when I when I did a mock draft a couple months ago, his pro comparison was A.J. Brown. That's who I had as a pro comparison. Now fast forward to this year's draft, A.J. Brown gets traded to the Philadelphia Eagles in that trade on the first day of the draft, and Traylon Burks comes in ultimately to replace A.J. Brown. So that's pretty ironic, but uh, this kid could, you know, he can do it all. He can, he can think of Debo Samuels in a sense, how the 49ers use him with the runs and getting him to the edge and running crossers and screens. Just a, a jack of all trades, a Swiss Army knife at receiver. It's a really excellent pick. It should help Ryan Tannehill um, in the Tennessee Titans this year. That's Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Number 19. The New Orleans Saints select Trevor Penning, which is, uh, he's the nastiest. I mean, and just any other evaluators, people I talk to, Trevor Penning is the most nastiest tackle in the draft. He's always looking to dump and finish guys, uh, which that, might, that may present a lot of penalties in the league. But uh, you just love that tenacity and that, that effort and passion that he plays with aggressiveness. Um, it's a really good tackle uh, prospect out of northern Iowa. It should help that offensive line out a lot, keep Jameis Winston upright. So that's, that's Trevor Penning, Northern Iowa, with pick 19 to New Orleans Saints. At 20, pick number 20, Pitt gets their quarterback from the University of Pitt, from Pat Narducci's offense, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett's the first quarterback off the draft, can make every throw, has escapability, has that pro arm. Um... I look to see him playing early. Uh, he's competing against Mason Rudolph for this, you know, for the starting quarterback position. Um, I have reason to believe that he that he he should win that, um, and he should have a pretty good career. Uh, I think people underestimate his ability to to move outside the pocket, uh, outside the pocket, and create windows with his legs. Um, it's a good pick. It's a really good pick. Um, kid gets to stay at home. Um, We'll just see how it goes. I think it's a pretty good pick. Kenny Pickett to the Steelers uh, at number 20. At 21, um, which if you look at the other episode, episode one, when I broke down the defensive backs from the 2022 draft class, um, Trent McDuffie goes to the Chiefs at 21 out of Washington. Um, I had him great. He's the best zone corner um, in the draft by far, uh, in my opinion, along with, along with Booth along with Booth, Andrew Booth from Clemson. So those guys were kind of running one and two for me. Um, the Chiefs get their guy, Trent McDuffie, is a great pick, and he should fit very well in uh, Coach Spagnuolo's defense. Um, he's going to team up with LeJarrius Sneed there. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty good pick. Trent McDuffie definitely should have a, a good career there. So to me, it's a, a really good scheme fit for him, just to display his strengths. 
that that kind of defense that Spagnola runs, uh, you know, it plays to his strength. So Trent McDuffie from Washington goes at 21 to the Kansas City Chiefs. At 22, Green Bay Packers. Now, most had Green Bay um, picking a receiver at 22 with their first pick. A lot of people thought, you know, just they just thought that uh, Aaron Rodgers stated that he wanted that, you know, they hoped they got a receiver in the first round. Um, they pick up Quay Walker, uh, another one of those t uh, 15 draft picks from Georgia. Quay Walker is quick to key diagnose. He's a good face-up tackler. And uh, I think they, they felt like they got their best player available. Quay Walker is linebacker. Um, he'll play different, different positions as well. Also has position versatility. Uh, another quick guy, sideline to sideline guy. Um, Green Bay Packers felt like they got their best guy um, at 22 on their board. And that's Quay Walker from Georgia. Um, it was kind of surprising to me, but they feel like they got their guy, um, Quay Walker. So we'll see how that pans out for uh, Green Bay. At 23, Buffalo Bills select Kyer Elam. Um, Elam is excellent at Florida. Um, kid 6'2", runs 4'3", 9 at the combine. Um, you pair him opposite of Trey White. Uh, to me, I feel like that gives the Bills, man, perhaps maybe the best secondary in the NFL. When you think of Teron Johnson, one who just got a big payday playing a nickel there, big nickel role, and uh, the inter interchangeable parts that they have to that secondary, which Micah Hyde can also be that big nickel, um, Jordan Poirier, all guys who started their careers as corners, they, you know, they're, they're probably the two best safety tandems in the league. You pair him with Trey White, who's an all-pro corner, um, that's a really excellent pick in it uh, for Coach Leslie Frazier's defense. Uh, that's an excellent pick. I didn't see that coming because I actually had Trent McDuffie going there on my mock board. But this is still a wonderful pickup, a long, lengthy corner that can press. Um, probably be playing on each team's uh, number two guy. Um, like I said, with Trey White, if he comes back to form, um, this, this, they're probably the best secondary in the league. That's Kyrie Elam, University of Florida. Um, at pick 23 to the Buffalo Bills. At 24, Dallas Cowboys select. Now, we knew most personal myself, I thought it would be a offensive lineman. I just felt like that's where they were going to go. Um, I thought it would be Tyler Lindebaum out of Iowa, which who I had rated as the number one center in the draft. They select Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. Um, so... The four games that I broke down uh, from Tyler Smith at Tulsa shows good hip and ankle flexion. It's uh, really violent at the point of attack, strong punch. Um, but I also seen that he committed 16 penalties in 12 games. Um, he's going to have to clean that up. Uh, the, the Cowboys are already the most penalized team, uh, one of the most penalized team uh, in the league. Um, so we'll just see how that pick. That was an interesting pick. Um, that guy could have been there. Maybe in the second round, they take him at 24. So I guess they feel like they got their guy in Tyler Smith. Uh, he can play inside or out. Has that kind of versatility, um, aggressive, good you know, good athletic ability, and good play strength. So it was an interesting pick, but they feel like they got their guy Tyler Smith, Tulsa at 24, to the Dallas Cowboys. Now at 25, the Ravens, they can. They, it seems like they continuously hit on their picks. Um, the Ravens select just who I said, um, who was my number one center in the draft, 
they select Tyler Lindenbaum out of Iowa. Uh, to me, um, this is this is an excellent pickup pickup for the Ravens. It's, it addresses a a need, um, and he can come in and learn. Uh, and he does has have, have um, he has uh, inside traits too. He can play he can play guard as well, like in an emergency role. Um, this this was an excellent pickup by Baltimore. Um, so they take Kyle Hamilton, the number one safety prospect, um, in this year's draft. They get him in a steal at 14, and then they get the number one center, in my opinion, Tyler Lindenbaum out of Iowa. Um, plays under Kurt France, Kurt France there. Um, it's just a long lineage of offensive linemen and tight ends that go on and become great professionals from that program. So I think that's an excellent pick for Baltimore Ravens at 25. At 26, the New York Jets select Jermaine Johnson. So Jermaine Johnson, in most people's top 10 uh, projections, he was a top 10 guy out of Florida State. Uh, 6'5", has all the tools in the worst. I mean, this kid has a full toolbox as far as pass rushing. Um, uh, excellent edge rusher uh, by Florida State, the ACC Player of the Year. Um, he'll contribute right away, in my opinion, for the Jets. Another solid pickup for the New York Jets, um, who you'll hear me talk about um, how I feel they had the best draft. They had, I mean, they have guys that that have that kind of competitive spirit and, and edge traits that can change the culture of their club. They hit on pretty much their first four or five picks are guys that 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 could be Pro Bowlers. They're just that good. They have that kind of potential. Um, so this was an excellent pick. Um, surprised he slipped to 26. I'm surprised he slipped to 26. Jermaine Johnson, uh, the edge rusher out of Florida State. So that's the Jets' 26 pick there in the first round. At 27, Jacksonville gets another selection. To me, the best linebacker in the draft. The best, the number one linebacker on my mock draft was Devin Lloyd. Um, Nicobe Dean being number two. But Devin Lloyd goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They stay on the defensive side in the draft. They take two defensive players. So first pick for them was Trayvon Walker out of Georgia, who blew it up at the combine. And now with their second pick at the end of the first round at 27, they take Devin Lloyd out of Utah. I mean, you can look at him as an off-ball linebacker. This kid is speedy, instinctual, strikes on impact. I mean, he can cover. You even can flex him out. He, you know, he can actually covered tight ends in the slot uh this kid just has it all a full toolbox um he's going to continue you know this pick is just they just proved they're going to continue to strengthen that defense um and they selected the best linebacker in the draft in my opinion at 27 that's Devin Lloyd Utah at 27 to Jacksonville Jaguars at 28 the Green Bay Packers select another University of Georgia uh defensive player and Devontae Wyatt so this pick uh this pick wasn't as on the fence for me I can see where this can this can help address a need for the Packers once again most persons had them drafting receivers and they held off traditionally they always get their best to Jordy Nelson's to Donald Drivers Greg Jennings those guys were all picked in the second round or, or, or ladder round. So it's just not how the way they do things. Um, they take Devontae Wyatt, nonetheless, University of Georgia. Um, 
to me, he's just to me he's the pure, the best one gap penetrator in the draft. Like that's just what he does well. I feel like he's scheme diversity as well. You could play him anywhere on that defensive line. But this guy's he does he's just aggressive, great pad level, um, sheds blocks. I mean this this is an excellent pick. This is an excellent pick. A lot of people probably won't see it, but it's an excellent pick. This is this pick's gonna pay off. Uh, so that's Devontae Wyatt, uh defensive tackle. Um from the University of Georgia. That's the Packers' 28th pick. At 29, the New England Patriots. And who are we to question the Patriot way, right? It just seems to keep on winning. That formula that they have continually, continuously shows up. It's, it's successful for them, but this one was uh, threw everybody off. Um, this is a guy maybe some people had in the second round. He would have been available somewhere in the mid-second second round or so. This is Cole Strange out of Chattanooga. Uh, once again, another guy that plays with great pad level, has flexibility. He excels. To me, he's another guy who, who primarily he excels in inside and outside zone blocking schemes. Um, I mean, he had a great, uh, excellent week, actually, at the Senior Bowl um, against, you know, some of those, tack, those defensive tackles. Um, that you know, some of those guys were first rounds, as as we stated. Um, he held his own. Um, he had a really good week and showed that he he can play with the big boys and that you know the competition level wouldn't be uh, uh, you know it wouldn't be a hindrance on his on his part. He definitely has the traits to exceed. But at 29, I mean, I just think that that threw everybody off. But let's just see how that how that pick works out. This is Cole Strange, University of Chattanooga, at 29 to the Patriots. At pick 30. So the Chiefs just keep on getting better. The Chiefs select George Karloftis out of Purdue. Many evaluators had George Karloftis as a number five. He made pretty much everyone's top five for, for edge rushers or defensive ends. Had a lot of productivity at Purdue. Um, just this guy is just explosive. Um, he can rush with speed to power, but he just—you just look, turn on the film. He's bull rushing everybody in the league. I don't think a lot of his pass rushing was win, but with lower body, he's still, you know, not as strong in the upper body as you would like, which he can develop into that in the NFL uh, weight training and you know hit the weights this off season after OTAs. Um, but this kid's going to be good. I mean, the effort that he plays with the motor, he always has a plan. He has good counter moves. Uh, you see a lot of uh, swap and rip, um, even some double hand swipes. So he has, he has an array of moves, more than just power. Uh, this is a great pickup for Andy Reid with the Chiefs at number 30. George Karloftis from, from Purdue. At number 31, Dax Hill, Daxton Hill, University of Michigan. So many thought that Daxton Hill may be right around where he is at the end of the, end of the first round, early day two guy to Michigan. He's a do-it-all guy in the secondary. Um, I had him projected as playing some kind of nickel role, playing inside. Um, it's really, really good footwork, um, twitchy, good long speed, um, a good solid tackler. Ball skills are pretty good, but sometimes he didn't make the plays that was his to make uh, on film. Uh, but this is a good pick. So you team him up with uh, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, and that uh, three safety type of scheme that they like to run. 
uh, he'll probably be the, the safety that rolls down, uh, and that plays right into his strengths. Um, this is a great pick for the Cincinnati Bengals. This is Daxton Hill, University of Michigan. So now, at the last pick of the first round, Lewis Seen, University, another University of Georgia defender. Lewis Seen, the safety, um, you cut on that tape, he knocks himself out, and the receiver, Kyle Pitts, University of Florida, year before last. This guy's a downhill thumper, kind of old school, kind of a prototype at safety. Comes downhill like a missile. Um, Georgia, these guys are not coming, you know, coming to balance. They are running through the ball carrier. Um, I believe that's what they're taught. They're running through ball carriers, and that's what you see. This guy's coming downhill, attacking the line of scrimmage. He creates good 45-degree angles to the football in both the run and pass game. Um, he ran 4-3. He's at 6-2. Um, explosive traits. He gets to partner up with, with the all-pro Harrison Smith and also playing that secondary, at least for this season, with Patrick Peterson. So this guy will be schooled on what it is to be a pro, taking care of your body. Um, he's, he's surrounded by a, a, a lot of knowledge and wisdom um, with those two players, the two all former all-pros, Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson. So the, I think the Vikings, this is a great pickup for the Minnesota Vikings. Lewis Seen out of Georgia. Um, definitely can play on the hash. Um, but to me, he's at his best when he's coming downhill and when he's playing top down. Um, but he can do it all. Um, I think at the University of Georgia, with the scheme that they play, he didn't get to display some of the talent that I believe that he has. Some of the traits that I think he has, he'll get to, he'll get to show that in the league. This is a really good pickup at 32 for the Minnesota Vikings. So that's what I have, guys. We, we just reviewed all 32 picks from the first round of NFL draft. For me, the number one draft class, it could be New York Jets. Um, number one pick was Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. Was rated the number one corner by many evaluators, um, allowing zero touchdowns in his career. Uh, long, rangy corner, um, plug and play number one guy out the gate. Uh, so the Jets got their shutdown corner uh, that they've been searching for for the last few years. Um, with the number two pick, Garrett Wilson, also a number one rated wide receiver um, by many evaluators. Um, a lot of guys had him in the, as number one receiver in this year's draft class. He goes with the second pick in the first round. Um, I think his biggest ability is to run after a catch. Uh, he's a big time playmaker, uh, six foot, ran 4.38. Uh, I think Zach Wilson's got a, another weapon to add on to that receiver room with Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, and Braxton Berrios. Uh, so that should be an a immediate upgrade. Um, he's going to be a key contributor early, in my opinion. Uh, number three, with the number three pick in the first round. So the Jets moved up. They traded up a few picks to get their guy, Jermaine Johnson, who many had Jermaine Johnson as a top ten projected pick. Um, an excellent edge rusher with uncoachable traits. Uh, long and lengthy, um, good play strength, 6'5", 262 pounds, ran 4'5", 8", the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Um, yeah, this kid's going to be a stud um, for the New York Jets for years to come. Um, I really like that pick. So they really went after the guy that they wanted. Um, it's, I mean, as you can see, it's a consensus. They got pretty much 
top-end guys. With their first three picks, they're top-end guys. With the first two being number one rated at their position. And Jermaine Johnson was a projected top-ten pick who went at, at 26 at the end of the first round. So then we get to Brees Hall. Will built uh, running back out of Iowa State. Um, also, again, rated number one running back by many evaluators. Um, the All-American running back uh, from Iowa State ran 4.39 and had a vert of 40 inches at 5'11". So this guy is explosive, well-built, thick legs, firm midsection, um, good power runner um, in Iowa State's offense. Um, excellent in pass pro, um, a good pass catching option out of the backfield. Set the FBS record with 24 games straight with a rushing touchdown. Uh, so I think this is great. He's going to be a key addition. They're going to be a good one-two punch with Michael Carter, the rookie Michael Carter um, from the Jets. That's going to be a good one-two punch. Gives them some uh, solidarity there in, in the backfield. So in the fourth pick, their fourth pick, and this is going to be in the third round. And this one was a bit different, a different pick, you know, um, but Jeremy Rucker. Jeremy Rucker is a good solid blocker. Um, I think he has good pro potential to be a number two as he still develops the, the pass catching uh, aspect of the game. Uh, he's a really solid blocker on the edge. Um, I think it's a solid pick out of Ohio State. Jeremy Rucker was uh, their fourth pick in the third round. Fifth pick would be Max Mitchell out of Louisiana. Um, well, Max Mitchell is a, is a offensive tackle. Um, I think he can come in and contribute at both left or right tackle positions. Um, good technique, good punch. Um, not really the road grader that you look for, um, but he's a solid pick. Solid technician, punches and locks out. Um, so that's a good pick. That's a very good pick, actually. Uh, Max Mitchell, that's Max Mitchell from Louisiana. Um, with their last pick out of Texas A&M, it's Michael Clemens, defensive end, 6'5", 263. Uh, you turn on the film, I see a lot of high motor, um, excellent play strength, strong hands. Um, now he does lack some flexibility and explosiveness, a bit uh, stiff in the legs, but um, with that kind of measurables, um, he can be, everything else could be coached up. I think he's a solid player, competitive, very physical at the point of attack. Um, so Michael Clemens is going to be a good pick out of Texas A&M. Um, good developmental pick there. That could, you know, he'll he'll be a rotational D and um, for the Jets this year. Please do me a favor, head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review and a rating. You're greatly appreciated. Thanks.